0: Hi, thanks for joining us for the Calm in the Storm series. Get wisdom from the Word and find answers for how you can remain calm in the midst of a storm. We hope this blesses you. Here's Pastor Tom Duchelle with today's message. Hi, this is Pastor Tom Duchelle, and I'm bringing you some thoughts around the idea in the scriptures of where is your trust? I think that this is a pertinent topic in the times that we're living in. You see, we're living in an unprecedented time in our history. We are experiencing a testing and a shaking of many of the very things that we have held dear to ourselves and that we've placed our trust in. The COVID-19 pandemic is wreaking havoc in the earth. It's destroying many things we once thought were secure. Institutions and people that we put our trust in are at a loss for answers. The psalmist in Psalm 20 and verse 7 says this Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. I want to look at this verse of scripture tonight, and uh, I want to look at two elements that the psalmist declares people put their trust in. First of all, chariots. The first mention of chariots in the Bible is in Genesis, the 41st chapter the 43rd verse. And it concerns Joseph after he'd been exalted and put into a position of incredible power. In this passage of scripture, it says, and he had him, that is, Pharaoh had him ride in the second chariot, which he had. And they cried out before him, bow and kneel. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Wow. You see, the chariot was a mark of distinction The second chariot given to Joseph showed his position and his preeminence. When one trusts in chariots, this speaks of trusting in a particular place of privilege. It speaks of trusting in that which is uh, that that kind of a due placing in society, uh, in a system or a place in that system that assures our safety. Looking around the world during this crisis, there are many high profile people, people in positions of privilege that are being. Infected and affected by this pandemic. Many that have trusted in the privilege that comes from their position. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being in a place of position or office of distinction. However, there is a problem when one begins to trust in our riches, our power, or our position more than we do in God. I've often taught, and I truly do believe, that everything truly meaningful in life happens through our relationships. But we can't exalt relationships above God. We shouldn't start trusting in relationships more than we do in God. In fact, Deuteronomy 8.18 says this. It says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant, which He swore to your fathers as it is this day. Too many believers, too many of us, fall into the trap trusting in the ability of Position, The position of someone that's in a position of privilege to open doors for us, to create wealth. Nepotism, bribery, cartels, cronyism, political favoritism. There's all kinds of things. When we do this, we fail to remember God. We forget. We don't trust the Lord who says, I have given you this power to create wealth. I'm asking us to recalibrate and to seek God, and to ask Him to confirm His covenant that He made with our fathers in this season, in this time. The second element that we can mistakenly put our trust in is horses. Horses horses are often referred to in the Bible when it comes to war. You see, the horse is a symbol of wealth. It's a symbol of strength. It's a symbol of power. Now, too many of us fall into the error of trusting in our own strength, our own plans, and our own might. Many look at their own ability as the determining factor of whether they will be successful or not. In the same way, we can also fall into the trap of looking at and trusting in the strength of those around us. That is, we begin to trust in our alliances or the horses of those that we call on to help us. God warned the kings of Israel not to gather horses, not to gather chariots, because he knew of man's propensity to trust in his own strength, in his own plans. God became angry with David for numbering the people of Israel. Why? Because David's trust was shifting from God to the size of his kingdom. Sometimes this is subtle. Other times, we're lifted up with pride in our accomplishments, and we push God out of our lives, and we begin to trust in ourselves, in our education, our wealth. I think another way of saying it is we begin to trust in our chariots and our horses. In the past few years, now culminating with the devastation of the coronavirus pandemic, many have come to understand that while we may be strong in many things, we don't live in a vacuum. The weaknesses and indiscipline of others can affect us and cause our strength to waste away. You see, God never intended us to trust in mortal man, no matter how strong they appear whether it's a government leader or the government itself, or someone who's selling you a wristband that has promised to protect you. What is amazing to me, as I look at that illustration, is that both of these so-called leaders, why can't they move about without armed bodyguards? You see, because it's fear that drives them, not faith. David is declaring something, that while others trust in these fallible things, he says... They'll trust in horses, they'll trust in chariots, but I will trust, I will remember the name of the Lord my God. He makes this declaration based from an experiential knowledge that God is undefeatable. And he says so, knowing that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And he believes that the righteous can run into that tower and that they're safe. David knows that there's nothing too difficult for the Lord. And that's echoed throughout the scriptures. Proverbs 21, verses 31 says, The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. I think the best that the horse can do is be ready for battle. But I'll tell you what, it's the victory that comes from the Lord. Now is the time for you and I to trust in the Lord, our God. I believe it's only He now that can give us the victory. You see, when it comes to trusting God, I found that it's often easier to pay lip service and claim to trust God than it is to actually put my trust in him. Many believers have given mental assent to God and to his promises, but live out their lives in ways that look like everything else except trusting in him. Let me outline four quick things that you might consider regarding your trust in God. Number one, trust in God stems out of a strong and healthy relationship with him. You can't trust someone you don't know. And and you can't know someone without relationship. And the kind of knowledge that God wants us to have is intimate knowledge with him, not casual knowledge. You don't really know someone unless you've spent time with him. So if your relationship is weak, then chances are that your trust is weak. Our relationship is built by spending time in his presence, spending time with him communicating with him. And, you know, communication, by the way, is two ways. It's prayer, that's speaking, and then it's listening. And we listen in a number of ways. We listen in the inward man of our heart, but then we also listen by reading his word. He speaks to us through his word. In fact, Joshua said it this way. Joshua 1.8, it says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, Then you will be prosperous. Then you will be successful. You see, God's telling Joshua to meditate in his law day and night so as to build his trust in him, his confidence, his relationship, so that he could be successful. Number two, trust in God is based on our confidence and belief in his word. You know, there's a saying that says that a man is only as good as his word. Well, let me tell you something. God is only as good as his word. God's character and God's ways, his dealings with man, you and I, are revealed in the scriptures, the holy scriptures. If we do not believe his word, or even worse, if we pick and choose what we like and what we want and we ignore our relationship with him, if we ignore relationship and trust, we'll break down. I call it cafeteria Christianity. You know, when you go to the cafeteria, you take a little bit of that, a little bit of that, and you avoid the vegetables. Well, God wants you to have a well-balanced diet. His Word is true and absolute. And therefore, if we don't believe it, then we have no source or we have really no foundation of trust in Him. Believing in Him and His Word is key to our trust. As we believe His Word and we're careful to do what it says, that's how we build ourselves on the solid bedrock, the solid foundation which means that we will be established when the storms of life come our way. And our dwellings are not going to be washed away. Second Chronicles says it this way. So they rose early in the morning and they went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. And they went as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established, founded. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. Number three, a correct perspective of God's motives strengthens our trust in Him. You know, it's really hard to trust in someone whose motives you are not sure about. If you doubt whether a person is truly interested in your well-being, you may even go to the other extreme and believe that they're out to get you. I've known many people that, find it hard to receive from God, to receive healing, to find find it hard to receive blessing from God because they really don't believe that God is for them. Somehow they believe that they've either done something so bad that God wouldn't help them or bless them or they're just so broken in their personalities that they just don't trust anybody and they can't trust God. I decided to live my life with an attitude or a mindset that says that whatever happens in my life is either sent by God or used by God. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. It was my friend who told me what has now become my philosophy. He said it this way. He says, No matter what comes in this life, whether it's sent by God or comes from the devil, it'll be used by God for my good. You see, if I love him and walk according to his purpose for my life, I know that I can trust him. He has my best interests at heart. And because he knows the beginning from the end, all of us can trust him through every situation, through every storm, through every problem, through every test, through every trial. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. And finally... Trust in God is demonstrated by our steadfastness, our unwavering unwavering position in times of testing. When we are fully trusting in God, we are not moved by the things that we see or hear, but we're fully persuaded by faith that we will overcome. We don't buckle or we don't waver in unbelief because we are fully persuaded that God is faithful. He's dependable. Listen to this, Psalm 121. Talks of the God who helps those who seek him always. It says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? That's a question. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. I know that it's hard. I know that it's challenging for some of you. I know that fear has struck the heart of many. But I'm asking you, take time right now. Invest Time. Spend time with your family during this time of isolation. As you do so, reflect to each other the meaning of trust in God. What does it mean to you? What does it mean in your situation? And then talk about what each of you can do to mature in your trust for Him. And remember, some trust in chariots, some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. God bless you now. Thanks for listening to Calm in the Storm. Connect with us online at Celebration Min to chat more about this episode and get more messages, encouragement and updates. Let's get closer through our virtual and online platforms and thrive together as we weather this storm. We are praying for you. God bless you.